nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. How about now? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 988. Wow. December 27th, 2022. 46 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1959. And it was 24 below on this day in 1886. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. When last we gathered, we had uh, Stephen C. Anderson and John Height. That was a fun show. And people seem to have enjoyed that. And we'll have Stephen C. joining us January 17th at 7 p.m. in Hopkins at the Hopkins Center for the Arts. That was fun. I was To at... celebrate the 1,000th podcast celebration, if you want tickets, you go to uh, garagelogic.com. Mm-hmm. First come, first serve. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know uh, my son Gabriel... <clears throat> Gave the gift of the town council to his girlfriend's parents, Heidi and Paul. What a kiss up! Wow. No yeah, kid. he was Love really it. kissing up. And but he figured out how to do it. Yeah, he did. And they were very. Gabe happy. probably could invent it, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> Gabe would be teaching us how to do it. Well, and they will be in attendance for the 1000th podcast. Nice. They're huge fans. I stopped at 30 did they get bales. Tickets? Uh, yeah, I think they did right away. I think that's the first thing she did. I stopped at 30 bales Friday after the show. She, uh, tasked me with some errands to, to get. Oh, okay. You know, I know the, the weather's torrential, but why don't you stop here, here, and here on your way home? It right. really wasn't torrential. Oh, it was really bad out there. Torrential would be a rainstorm, maybe. But they are very, You know, very words have excited. meaning even after Christmas. <laughs> right. So It wasn't much Start of a already. storm. But they were very excited. They're very excited at 30 Bales to be a part of the 1,000th podcast. It, it wasn't much of a storm in here the, in the sustainable urban core. On my block. But right. I can so understand how it was a terribly difficult situation out in open blowing country. There was a and photo. And it became quite a storm in the Buffalo area. Yeah. Ooh. Well, and when they closed those highways, you know, they put the arm down. You can't just go around them because you can't see where the road is. That's right. That's why right. they put the arm down. Right. Yeah. How Copy. do you pronounce Is it Keok, South Dakota? It's right on... I ninety in South I don't Dakota. Know. It's Johnny Cake. But the the uh, no, the drift was so that's bad right. on I ninety. The freeway was closed. It <laughs> overtook the overpass. That's how deep the snow was. But but I mean I'm not wrong when I say the metro area, aside from just horribly maintained streets, yeah. was not bad at all. I would. We agree never with got you. the wind. We never got much snow. No, but what we do like to have yeah. in the sustainable urban core is the worst drivers in the state. That's what we like to well, keep. Well, I follow one today. She sat through two red lights and wouldn't make a left turn. Wow. Oh, Should you be away from the group, lady? Oh. And again, a euphorian because she was clothed in such a way that suggested to me that she managed to buy a car without a heater. Ah. Huh. 
as long as you brought that up, Joe, yeah. what the hell is the deal with cars who are going to make a left turn at a light, but they won't pull out into the intersection to sit it. there and wait. So you end up hitting the light four times, right. which drives me crazy. Right. Okay, there, I got it off. Yeah. Off your chest. I feel better. And I got I something. <laughs> what is myrrh? <laughs> Gold, frankincense, what, I'm not, I'm not, myrrh? Yeah, what, it, what is, I don't know what myrrh is. I realize that over Christmas. Ointment. I'll bet none of us can answer that. Is it We're ointment? laughing, but I'll, I'll bet we can. What's it's ointment or salve? What? Or an unguent. Why? Would Jesus have Frankincense and myrrh was an oil. It was a... It was a uh, that day's version of, I suppose, a skin cream. Spelled M Y. Okay, Bob. R R H. Skin cream. My he asked. Bob asked for skin cream on Christmas Eve. I had to give my dad skin. He said, "Give me skin." I bet. Cream. I bet what it's right. I bet it's an oil or no, it's some sort of unguent a, or ointment. A fragrant gum resin obtained from certain trees and used, especially in the Near East, is perfumery. Medicines and incense. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a sweet it's this nice smelling uh, ointment. So yeah. they run you, down you, and the three wise men hit up Bethlehem. They're going to the they go uh, to Fratellonis. They fix. They hey. get some myrrh. What hey, where's Mike? the myrrh? Where's the myrrh? At? Aisle seven. Where's the myrrh at? What, yeah, what aisle? Frankincense. We're out. There's been a run. <laughs> it's good for your stomach, apparently. If you oh, have problems okay. with your stomach and intestines, well, you don't eat it, do you? Well, was Jesus? I mean, wasn't he born perfect? Yeah. yeah, but do you eat the myrrh? That's uh, kind of what it says here. Oh, I didn't know you ate and... the myrrh. Yeah, you you use it as a flavoring component in foods and beverages. Oh, I thought it was an unguent for crow. Uh, hey, that old-fashioned, a uh, little more myrrh. Right. I always see Joseph, though. You know, he's got the guys here, and he's looking around, and they bring him the frankincense, and they got the myrrh, and he's like, okay, was you know, like Merry that? Christmas. Yeah. And then once they pull out the gold, he's kind of like, all right, we got it going here. He's rubbing his hands together. Did saying, they bring <laughs> frankincense, gold, and myrrh? Frankincense, yeah. gold, and myrrh. I don't know if they were presented in that way. Frankincense has to be just incense, right? I love the smell of incense. I love this. A Chris, two o'clock at Christmas Eve right. was, uh, was not packed. asking you anything. You know about what I that. got? Front pew. We got there at one fifty six. It was packed. No nativity. Oh. And they had the front uh, two pew reserves, and they pushed Stevie Sheehan put me right up in the front. Did they pray for uh, Cormac Scanlon. Uh yes, I, I know I did. Yeah. That's a really yeah. sad story. Young kid, uh, Cretan, sophomore, uh, died. Hockey player? Yeah, he was playing for the St. Paul. Is that, are they the Capitals? Yeah. But he was destined for the Cretan team, which is neither here nor there. He uh, he told a buddy on the bench last week, God, my calf feels funny. And then all of a sudden, oh, my arm feels funny. And somebody was smart enough to instantly call 911. And the poor guy had some strokes, and uh, he didn't make it. And uh, I guess he was a hell of a kid. He's a friend of my grandson, and it's just a bad, uh, bad time to go. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And, well, any time's uh, <clears throat> a bad time to go if you're 15 or 16. And the Scanlons have been, you know, Casey O'Brien is his cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's they've had a pretty tough fight with uh, with cancer over the last several years, and then to have this tragedy. And the Scanlons are, of course, St. Paul institution, wonderful uh, Mal and Nancy. Well, this would be Mal's grandson. Right, right. And I went to school with uh, Colleen, one of the daughters, and uh, Danny, and it's Joe the dad is a, is a hell of a guy. The whole family is. And Gabe went to school with uh, um, his brother, who's the older one. It's just, it's really sad. 
I, I don't know how you lose a child and ever get over that. Well, I'm not sure you do. Nope. I'm not sure you do. Merry Christmas, Joe and the team. 35 years old and have been a fan since I was a little guy old enough to figure out how to get myself out of the car seat. And my dad would have me sit up front in his Chevy work van and take me to jobs. I have always considered myself a normal person. Maybe it was because I'm too simple to understand solstices. Or maybe it's because I think seasons in Minnesota are ridiculous when the time winter start. When the time winter starts, I've already blown multiple feet of snow and relented to stop wiping my nose because it's going to freeze to my mustache anyway. I recall one time you mentioned being a 21st or just gives us hope. I like that idea. I've also turned my girlfriend onto the show and her young lad, seven years old, and I was trying to explain it all, and I couldn't. So I decided to look it up. I see your article in the Pioneer Press published in 08 and updated in 2015. What I still don't understand is when uh, are the dates of seasons. Spring started yesterday. This email was written uh, earlier. Uh, allowed to go as long or short as desired as you chose Super Bowl Sunday as the start of summer. When does summer end and autumn begin uh, and move us into winter? I know it's been explained before. Love to have a refresher. Always pushing back and never missing a show. Cheers, Mayor. Chris. All right, Chris, here's the way it works. On the 21st, the winter solstice, 21sters begin to celebrate the idea the days are getting longer. Right. Incrementally, okay. but they're getting longer. And that's uh, spring. And spring lasts until about Super Bowl Sunday. And that's summer. Mm-hmm. Summer lasts Boom. till the... <laughs> <laughs> it's not long. Get it to take what Sum- you can get. <laughs> summer lasts until June 21st, the summer solstice. That's the last day of the days reaching their peak length. Then summer ends, and the days incrementally get shorter. So you have a a long, lingering autumn Mm -hmm. beginning about June 22nd. Mm -hmm. So you can get a really nice autumn. And then winter is assigned to about, oh, I don't know, mid-November to December 21st. And then spring starts again. You are so effed up. Yeah. You are not a normal person. But it really works. It really works as a psychological trick. So here are the seasons. December 22nd to Super Bowl Sunday is spring. Yep. Uh, The day after Super Bowl Sunday to June 21st is summer. Okay. June 22nd to whatever you want to assign for winter. I'll give it November 1st. uh, Is winter. No. No. That's autumn. June 22nd to uh, about November 1st is autumn. That's a long autumn. It's a long, That's it's a, a long, yeah, time. A long time autumn. That one. And then uh, on uh, December 22nd, spring to Super Bowl, okay. Super Bowl begins summer. I hope that clarifies. Okay. I, I didn't write that down. If I so need right to, I'll now, have you repeat it. Right Testing. now, the royal order of the 21sters are well into spring. Okay. This is spring season. So, and if you think I'm nuts, then explain these morons that go to NFL games when it's 20 below and take their shirts I, off. That's a, I don't, it's an unnecessary well, risk to get the How many of them have died? Right. I can explain it. 
Alcohol. Drunkenness. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just an illusion that alcohol warms you. Mm-hmm. That's not true. No, I was meaning more it impairs your judgment. I think it does. Right. I think it does. May I, I a... ask a question relating the 21sters because this did come in an email. Yes. When do you send the, the holiday card? Uh, w- often this relieves you of that. You don't really I mean, need do to send, send it any. in June, Merry Christmas. Right. Yes. Well, no, no. Light Merry, the menorah. No, Christmas is still Christmas. It it's just still happens to fall December in spring. Oh, okay. It's spring. Okay. It's right. spring. You gotcha. can still send a Christmas card. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. And I have a ray of hope. We were, we were going through the uh, governor's new uh, commissioner appointments. Yes. And we came to uh, a guy named uh, Marquardt. Paul Marquardt is going to be the new commissioner of revenue. And uh, this also is Chris. I don't think it's the same Chris who was wondering about the, uh, no, uh, the guy wondering about the 21sters was Chris Ross. This is Chris Ingebrigtsen. And he said, I know we have to give Walls commissioner appointments the hairy eyeball, but I wanted to throw out a ray of hope for newly appointed commissioner of revenue, Paul Marquardt. He served in the state legislature as a DFL rep in the Clay County area for 20 years. 20 years or so, which I suppose doesn't say much about these days. Prior to that, though, he served me as my wrestling coach from third grade to 11th grade and taught me U.S. history, world history, and U.S. government. His classes were far less failed than the history and government classes I had to endure at the University of Minnesota Crookston later in life. He was a good, fair, and kind coach, but I wanted to share a story where I received his ire. I headed to the locker room after a long practice one day and realized that I had left my assigned headgear in the practice room. It was a short trip back to retrieve it, but I thought, heck, they'll be there tomorrow. The next day, I did not find them, and when I told the coach about it, I had to endure a long lecture about school-owned property and my mishandling of it. That was followed up with more push-ups than I cared to do to get my headgear back. (laughs) He has been a good public servant, and I think he will be a good steward for the Department of Revenue. Well, I'll take that. Okay. See, I, I, we need personal endorsements like that. People who can look at a guy like Paul Marquardt and say, that's not a bad choice. That's not a bad choice. Right, right. All right. I got yak tracks for Christmas. Yak tracks. What are those I again? walk every day. Yes. Well, now you can. You're just a rubber uh, thing. You pull over the soles of your shoes, and they contain uh, spiral <laughs> wiring. Why did I think they were metal? You said they're rubber. Well, the the rubber, the rubber housing holds the spiral, and that part goes over web. your shoe. It's a web of spiral, little spiral steel, and that's a web, and it goes under your shoe, hmm. and uh, you it really works. You don't have to worry about slipping. They work. I do agree, but I don't like the sensation when you walk on the uh, concrete, on the well, sidewalk. Can I tell you something? It's like biting on a popsicle stick that can my I, mom doesn't like. Can I tell you something? Please. You don't wear them to walk on concrete. I know, but you, for most of your walk, you'll be on concrete. No, no. The Euphorians, the people in Liberal Lakes, Diversityville, have done a horrible job maintaining their sidewalks this year. They reflect, they reflect the city. That's why we need a department that the city just takes care of all well, the sidewalks. I got a new department for you that helps rest our case mm-hmm. in our belief that the number of administrators hired in the failed academy goes a long way to telling us what the problem is with the failed academy. Bring okay. it on, brother I'm gonna Joe. I'm going to bring it right close here to home. Jordy yeah. alerted me to this. I'm bringing it home to Hamlin University. 
Hamlin. Isn't that our oldest institution? I believe it or is. Or if you're a new reporter, Hamline. No, Hamline. you did not hear I Hamline. I heard that. Not, not this year. Oh. Not well, I've heard Hamline all my life. Well, it's like it's a train. Right. Taking the Hamline. <laughs> Taking Sounds the Hamline, Hamline north. Sounds good, though. Take the Hamline. <laughs> they get out juicy this Hamline. is from a site called frontpage.com. Muslim Students Association gets college prof fired oh. over Mohammed Ooh. painting. All right, this is uh, datelined yesterday uh, by Dan Greenfield. Okay. You don't need to go to Afghanistan or Doha to find Islamic Sharia law being enforced, complete with penalties for blasphemy. You can find it right here in America at Hamlin University in St. Paul, Minnesota, where punishing blasphemy has made a comeback Courtesy of woke administrators, Islamist staffers, and Muslim Brotherhood front groups. Hmm. A fa- get this now. Okay. A f- Reavers, put that bleeping phone down. I'm texting Kenny relating to the show. Yeah, but it's nothing you had to do now because I heard O'Brien's speech. I just got another email at 1226 that suggests otherwise. <laughs> but, but I'll wait. I'll wait. Give my undivided attention. You ready? Yeah. I don't want to get angry. Mm-mm. Who does? But I sometimes feel I owe it to you. Yeah, I, you know what? I deserve it. <laughs> a faculty member had included in their global survey of art history a session on Islamic on Islamic art, which offered an optional visual analysis and discussion of a famous medieval Islamic painting of the Prophet Muhammad. Mm. A student complained about the image's oh. inclusion in the course and led efforts to press administrators for a response. After that, the university's associate, ready for this one? The university's associate vice president of inclusive excellence oh, dear God. declared the classroom exercise undeniably inconsiderate, disrespectful, and Islamophobic. Because apparently you're not supposed to draw pictures of Muhammad. I don't know why. Neither before nor after these declarations was the faculty member given a public platform or forum to explain the classroom lecture and activity. To fill the gap on December 6, an essay written by a Hamlin professor of religion who teaches Islam explaining the incident along with the historical context and aesthetic value of Islamic images of Muhammad was published on the Oracle's website. The essay was taken down two days later. One day after that, Hamlin's president and associate vice president for inclusive excellence (laughs) sent a message to all employees stating that respect for the observant Muslim students in that classroom should have superseded academic freedom. Well, this is totally failed academy. I mean, it doesn't even, shouldn't even exist. Right, right. The essay's censorship and the subsequent email by two top university administrators were raised serious concerns about freedom of speech and academic freedom at the university. The instructor was released from their spring term teaching. So maybe it's a teacher that has pronouns. Yeah, him, her, her, her. Well, they're eating their own. Yes. I mean, you can't even read a paragraph here without... The instructor was released from their spring term teaching at Hamlin and its associate vice president for inclusive excellence went on the record as stating it was decided it was best that this faculty member was no longer part of the Hamlin community. 
In other words, an instructor who showed an Islamic painting during a visual analysis, a basic exercise for art history training, was publicly impugned for hate speech and dismissed thereafter without access to due process. The Oracle, that must be Hamlin's newspaper, provides more context in a process that looks more like Pakistan than America. Hmm. Along with the involvement of the Muslim Students Association, an Islamist campus hate group whose chapters have been linked to the Muslim Brotherhood and anti-Semitic acts, the Oracle has since learned that the event in question occurred on October 6th when a professor shared two depictions of the Prophet Muhammad <coughs> in class <coughs> excuse me, while discussing Islamic art. One was a 14th century depiction of the Prophet and the other was a 16th century depiction of the Prophet with veil and halo. Within Islam, I'm sorry, within Islam, there are varying beliefs regarding whether the representation of the Prophet Muhammad is acceptable. The majority of those practicing Islam today believe it is forbidden to see and create representations of Prophet Muhammad. I'm not, this is 16 pages long. I'm not right. going to read it. The hell with this. Hmm. Well, let me get to this, though. Uh, maybe, maybe, really I'm stop, though. maybe I'm stopping too soon. Mm -hmm. That's because the majority are Sunnis. Shiites are more relaxed about it, but woke academics pander to Sunni Islamists and have been prepped to treat. Oh, we could hear that. Oh, yeah, we could hear that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Why did that come through? Why, why can't we have pictures of Muhammad? That's because the majority of uh, Muslims are Sunni. Shiites are more relaxed about it, but the woke academics pander to Sunni Islamists and have been prepped to treat any depiction of a genocidal pedophile warlord as a hate crime. I guess this writer thinks mm. that Muhammad's a genocidal pedophile warlord. Aram Wedatala, a Hamlin senior and president of Muslim Student Association, was in the class at the time the photos were shared. I'm like, this can't be real. <laughs> Wada Tella told the Oracle, as a Muslim and a black person, I don't feel like I belong. And I don't think I'll ever belong in a community where they don't value me as a member and they don't show the same respect that I show them. Bleep you. Come on, D'Angela Huddleston, a Hamlin senior, uh, an MSA member, Muslim Student Association, also shared her thoughts with the Oracle. Hamlin teaches us it doesn't matter the intent. The impact is what matters, uh, Huddleston said. Wedatala emailed MSA's leadership team and members of the Hamlin administration on October 7, the day after the incident. On this same day, she met with President Fanice Miller, Dean of Students Patty Kirsten, also called Wadatella and apologized for her experience. So Watatala is a her. They. Okay. Uh, they, yeah. or she, Then now I'm done. I, I don't know what to say. Before, before you're done, if you continue to read the Oracle story, Joe, yeah. the professor gave a content warning and described the nature of the pictures to be shown and their controversial nature for more than two minutes before he showed the slides. So he let everyone know what was coming what was on the pictures, et cetera. So every student sitting there, this was all from a video of the class. 
every student sitting there knew exactly what was coming. So, so it, there shouldn't have been they any had the shock chance to factor get, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, they had two two minutes. He talked about that and told what was coming. Well, the clip that you guys accidentally heard was I was able to grab a little bit of the audio from that classroom. Awesome. We are going to need a party that will organize working people to fight for the demands that we want and to win socialism. Thank you so much. Right, right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to one focus. Second. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Of course. Okay. 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 Speaker against name, one chapter, pronoun. Yes. What is that crap? Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Wow. <clears throat> What's going to happen when um, when that young person decides to enter the workforce um, and they see something that they don't don't agree with? Here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I I think this helps corroborate the idea that. Such top-heavy administration lends itself to these types of actions. Okay. Uh, in other words, the uh, this fake associate professor of what is it? Excellence in diversity? No. Oh, the associate vice president of inclusive excellence. They have he or she or it has mm -hmm. to do something. Because now he, she, or it has this job title. And has to validate it. There, there is yep. no reason for this what do you do? job What's... title to exist. Right. There is no such thing as inclusive excellence. That would be undefinable. <laughs> inclusive excellence. There, there's no way to measure that or achieve it or determine that such a thing exists. So these top-heavy administrators, which are the reason, the, the main reason the academy has failed— uh, they see if you can find Rook. Hmm. Go to the Hamlin University website and see if you can divine in some way the number of administrators. Oh dear God! Because we know Stanford has more than fifteen hundred administrators. Almost <laughs> whatever. No, no, oh, not fifteen hundred. They had fifteen hundred. Hackley. They got more than fifteen thousand yeah. administrators. Almost one per student. And these administrators who don't administrate anything, they're ruining the academy. And in this case, somebody named the vice president of inclusive. That means there's a president of inclusive excellence. Well, of course. If there's a vice president. And to get to the to that person, would you have to get through somebody else? Oh, absolutely. Because they must have an assistant of some type. So the emails start flying, and the only person to suffer any consequence is a teacher who was being perfectly honest with the students. And as John mentioned, warned them ahead of time. Well, but it, but it, the, the, the kids were made uncomfortable. Because that's say? what the administration has all these administrators in place to determine if someone's in, uncomfortable or not. Right. The Lee teacher, Pamlin. He went an, another step also. He did the two minutes explaining everything. Do we know the and, name of the teacher? Uh, no, it's not in the Oracle story. They, them. Both pictures <laughs> we were not negative pictures at all. They were very positive. And 
the his whole point and he told them this and it was to show how some islamic cultures frowned on the practice of showing pictures others do not and these pictures are part these two pictures are part of centuries old books of the prophet muhammad that were done by muslims so the whole thing is just well the inmates run the asylum and it's yeah. ruined it's ruined this is ridiculous. i would never believe now in anything that comes out of hamlet for most muslims it's an absolute prohibition muhammad or any of the other prophets of islam should not be pictured in any way pictured as well as statues are thought to encourage the worship of idols this is uncontroversial in many parts of the islamic world that according to the bbc well, Aram Wedatella, who apparently is female, uh, she was uncomfortable, so she she emailed. What did she email? She said, "I don't feel like I belong." Well, uh, she emailed some administrator, and that got the ball rolling. Uh, She emailed the Muslim Student Association's leadership team and members of the Hamlet administration. And you can imagine that there were members of the administration clamoring for something to do who involved themselves in this decision. Uh, it's and, unclear at Hamlet. They don't give us a number. And Wedatella also met with President Fainese Miller, Dean of Students Patty Kirsten also called Wade Tella and apologized for her experience. Note the MSA part. This was a hit organized by a campus chapter of an Islamist organization that believes in the supremacy of Islamic law over civil rights. Aram Wedatella is a Sudanese immigrant who is now imposing Islamic law, as is the norm in Sudan, on Americans. What did the professor really do that was so offensive? Nothing from an American standpoint. But the instructor's real offense was challenging Islamism by suggesting there were different approaches. That's the sort of thing to get you beheaded. Right. Now— Man, they mean business, huh? <clears throat> Well, here's John, what John found. In the video of the class, the professor gives a content warning and describes the nature of the depiction. So the professor was aware of this admonishment. Mm -hmm. The professor is aware that in for some Muslims, uh, showing a depiction of Allah can be discomforting. Okay. So he warns mm -hmm. the kids, right? He warns mm -hmm. the students. He gives a content warning and describes the nature of the depictions to be shown and reflects on their controversial nature for more than two minutes before advancing to the slides in question. Uh, okay, let me stop right there. In America, Wedatella, you had your two minutes to raise your hand and say, wait a minute. Hold up. I'm Muslim. <laughs> I don't think you should be doing this which either would have or would have not caused the professor to change his approach. But you you took your home country's route here, lady. Mm. You you decided to let this man con, uh, commit what you consider a sin, and then you fry his ass. Right. Bleep you, get out of the country. Doesn't you like you sat back and waited to you become offended. Yes. Yeah. You had every chance, lady. This is America. 
rapidly becoming not so, especially in the failed academy. You had a chance to prevent this, and you weren't adult enough, responsible enough, mature enough, disciplined enough to respond in the correct way. But among that person's peers, they will be celebrated for what they did. Look, look, look at the action that they, they were able to remove a, uh, a professor that was offensive to some. And that person will be celebrated. And that will catch on quick. In oh, yeah. the October 8th email to Weta Tella, the professor stated that they, so this professor is a, is a, has got pronouns. Oh, yeah. I don't know who yeah. in the hell the professor is. That they uh, would let the class know ahead of time what would be shown to give students time to turn off the video. I did not try to surprise students with this image, and I did my best to provide the students with an out. The professor wrote in an email. I also described every subsequent slide I showed with language to indicate that I was no longer showing an image of the Prophet Muhammad. I'm sorry that despite my attempt to prevent a negative reaction, you still viewed it and were troubled by this image. Well, the school had every responsibility in the world to defend the professor. Right. And they wussed out. And then failed thoroughly. But isn't this also the equivalent of essentially mayors not standing and having the backs of police? Wouldn't this be the same thing? Somewhat. Somewhat. It's somewhat linkable. But it's a, this is an atrocious example of too many administrators. Right. And they all are vying for each other's approval. And if, if, you're, if the bar you set is students shall be comfortable— than what possibly can be taught. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> isn't that the isn't this isn't something? that the point of college though? Challenge yourself or be uncomfortable and ask questions. Not just it's all got to be cookie cutter. Call Hamlin and ask to speak with the president right now. Okay, rookie, you got the number. You do the, it. Uh, I got it. I got it. By the way, the vice presidents are all under the president. So there is no president of the inclusive excellence, whatever. Yeah. They just, this, every, every Report. department. How many had, vice presidents are you seeing? Uh, inclusive excellence, institutional advancement, finance administration, dean of students, uh, vice president and athletic director, vice president, general counsel, vice president of enrollment management. So eight, seven, seven, it looks like. Well, if they only have seven, they're, they, they, they bowed to the one that didn't make the most sense. Maybe they were just too cheap. To I can have see where you'd like me to phrase the question. Uh, we'd like to talk to you about the dismissal of an art professor. Thank you. Uh, her name is Fainice yep. Miller. Miller. Fainice Miller. Fainice yep. Miller. We'd like to talk to Fainice Miller. Fainice Navidad. Fainice Navidad. Fainice Navidad. Oh. Uh, I don't want to pursue it. I, she obviously will not come on the air. They're probably in Just some sort of winter break week. or something. Yeah. Probably having lunch. I, I, uh... I'm getting voicemail. Yeah, just forget ones. it. No, don't. You sure? Yes, positive. Hang up. Hang up. Hey, this is Joe Sucher. Okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> Seymour Bucks there? What's going on there? <laughs> Is your refrigerator running? Better go catch it. Thank you. 
Is your nose running? Your feet smell? You were built backwards. Where's the ACLU? Oh, protecting the professor? Yeah. This is akin to, and I'm out on a limb here and not even that sturdy of one, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is akin to the food fraud scandal in the sense that I'm convinced that part of the reason the food fraud scandal existed as long as it did is because everyone involved and who could have done something was afraid to be condemning of black people, in this case, Somalians. Yeah, you're right. And now now here you have black Islamic students at Hamlin, and they're, they're all going to throw themselves under the bus for these students. Right. If that means losing a teacher in the art history department, who gives a bleep? You can always find another art history teacher and one who will not show a picture of Muhammad as we continue to destroy this once noble academy called Hamlin, which I think has become an instant joke. Why would anyone go to school there? Uh, Because you want to act like that. Those are the people that are going there. I have the... um I have the list of the offices and services directory of Hamlin. Mm-hmm. She's pretty long, Joe. A lot of people <laughs> over there working. We've got a lot of jobs. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the problem. There are so many of them. <laughs> Look at this one. That they're like fire ants. They have to compete with each other to hang on to this nothingness that they're calling a job. Would you like me to call the Center for Excellence in Urban Teaching? No. How about the Center for Excellence in Global Environmental Education? Nope. Because it's all meaningless. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. That's a lot of payroll. Yeah, oh, that's no. a lot to keep track of. They, so the students at Hamlin, in this case, quite literally, live under Sharia law. They have an office yeah. of... Well, Sexualities and Gender Diversity Initiatives. Well, you got to have that. How do you start that? How do you even think that up? Better better question. (laughs) Better question. What's it pay? What's it pay? Mm -hmm. They live under Sharia law. Hmm. Hamlin's not capable of being embarrassed. Hamlin's not capable of being ashamed. Hamlin will continue to deteriorate I have a small, as a failed academy. I have a small ray of hope. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, included in the Office and Services Directory, they have the Bush Memorial Library. Oh. How about that? That's After right. our former president. No, I would think that's a different Bush. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Oh. Mr. President, did you spend any time at Hamlin? I can't even read. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take the ham line at some point? I took the ham line when I uh, zipped through St. Paul when I was talking to Joe. And remember, he wouldn't get off the phone with me. Oh. And I said, Joe, I got to go. Yeah. Right. And uh, I finally hung up on him. And I had some you, brush to clear. That's you, a different Bush. Isn't there a Bush? Uh, Walter uh, Bush. Philanthropic uh, group in the Twin Cities. That a James money. Bush. <laughs> no. A Billy Bush. Randy Bush. Played Randy for the Twins. Bush. Randy Bush. Twin 25. Yeah. John will find it during this break. Where is he? Uh, Where's John? Party. Okay. <laughs> Hi, John. I, uh, I missed the Hi, Jack. <laughs> Don't say that at the airport. And now from the... Wait, that's well, like yeah, the we open. Over. We already did that one, so i got to play this guy right here. He's a man who spends we hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Is that you or Dylan? That's Dylan. That's Dylan. Right. 
That's the one with the vocals, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah. The guy that sounds like a chipmunk. No. Is it? Yeah, you're right. It's actually Diana Woman together. I got an issue with his route. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Hey, town, hey, GLers. Dylan, Dylan and I were driving home for Christmas. He's as far as uh, Albuquerque. Right. No, he's, he went to Dodge City. Dodge yesterday. City. Yeah. You mean for next Christmas? He's going to be here in time for next Christmas. <laughs> he, he stayed on Wyatt Earp Boulevard oh. yesterday. The hotel. In I got to. I got to be honest. I would have much rather been in Albuquerque with how crappy the weather was here. Here's yeah, John Height. That's very true. Hi. How are you? Good. Uh, let's see. I have a lot of things to mention before the news. Um, we talked about the thing at Hamlin or Hamline. <laughs> the president, Fainese Miller, yeah. and the associate vice president for inclusive excellence, David Everett, sent a letter to the, quote, community at Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Meaning the Muslim community or everybody? Everybody. The entire student body. Yeah. And uh, the it's a long letter, so I won't read the whole thing. But they bring up academic freedom a lot. Mm-hmm. But but it seems to me that this would be the opposite of academic freedom, wouldn't it? What, what it they're is. doing? It is. They're, they're saying in the spirit of academic freedom, we do not suggest that some material be stricken from our classrooms and not shared with students. This does not generate new knowledge. But we do suggest that the indefensible can be taught as well as material that offends, but how we teach it and how we share images and content oh, matters. BS, they, these people right. are liars. And here's the only thing that will get to them. Uh, their benefactors have to withdraw. If there are any GL people who write checks to Hamlin, Money talks. Uh, you're going to have to tell them how you feel. This can't, this can't continue. The school is meaningless. That's an that absolutely w- meaningless school right now. And that letter says that uh, through about 25 paragraphs. It says it six times in the same words. Mm -hmm. It it makes no sense the way they said it. Uh, Then, uh, let's see, we have the Bush Memorial Library at Hamlin. That's not Uh, George Bush. It is not. You are correct. It's named after A.G. Bush. He's a longtime Hamlin trustee and benefactor uh, in the old days, I'm assuming, since the library opened in 1971. I tried to look up A.G., but could find nothing uh, about Mm. A.G.'s. Uh, Not even a plaque. That's odd. And then something we talked about off air. If you didn't see it, you can watch it on demand. There's a great uh, Grammy tribute to Paul Simon that aired on CBS last week. Hmm. Uh, And it's uh, a bunch of uh, people paying tribute to Paul doing his songs. It's a very good artist doing that. And then Paul does three songs at the end. And it's a really, really, really good watch. And I don't remember. He's okay, I I guess. Who's the guy? uh, Who's who's our fella in Montana? Uh, Scott, that's who alerted Scott me Matura. To it. Scott, yeah, Scott's the one who alerted me to it, uh, and uh, he was right. It, uh, it was. Did it was he do well the done. duet with Chevy Chase? Uh, well, Dave Matthews <laughs> actually did. You can call me out. I, w- I can't Matthews. watch it if Dave Matthews is on it. There's nothing wrong with Dave Matthews. Oh, he's dreadful. That's government music. You know, I listen to some Canadian boring band. Or something? I am of the age where <laughs> basically everybody my age loved the Dave Matthews band, and it, they don't really do much for me. The first two albums I liked a lot, and then after that, they all kind of became the same. Crash, crash into me, baby. Crash is a great yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, I like that song. They Although, probably got right. an electric car. Every time I hear the name Dave Matthews Band, all I think about is their tour bus unloading the cargo unloading the, uh, yeah. onto that poor person that was standing below the bridge. We used to have a great fan named Panji. Get out! I, I was going to say, thinking, what yes. was her name? Panji. Wow, yes. Angie with Pangy. a P, and she was a... 
vehement defender yeah. of Dave Matthews. Yeah, a huge fan. Yeah. In what way right. did Dave Matthews she come just, up in conversation? I think I probably ripped him or something, and she wanted to confront me about that at a uh, Black Sox golf tournament, Dark Sox golf tournament at in Prior Lake. Ah, yeah. we I, we all ripped him pretty good when the bus yeah. incident happened. That was right. pretty funny. Right, we went after him. I have bad. seen them live though, and was very entertained. They did put oh, on a great good live band. show. Yeah. Wonderful right here. player, both of them. <laughs> Got him. Both of them. Double barrel. Yeah. Well, what? What did I miss? He's, I he's saluting me. Yeah. Under oh, the I table. See. Under the table. I see. All right. Dennis. Can we do the news? I'd rather talk music. I know, too. <laughs> in, in the news. Our sponsors require us to do the news. There's a great today's, group that has the worst sponsors. names. What's uh, that? They're called. Their their name is Spoon. Well, yeah, they've been around a while. I know, and I just a horrible name. It just it, it turns me off. What would you call them? Fork. Really? I don't know what I'd call him, but it wouldn't be Spoon. Mm. That's just dreadful. Huh. Dreadful. Spoon. Interesting. What okay. do you get when you add it up? We're down to one traveling Wilbury, too, aren't we? Two. No, we got two. Dylan oh. and uh, Jeff Lynn. Oh, that's right. In the news, flight cancellations continue to add up at the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport Tuesday morning, leaving many post-holiday travelers stranded. This despite reports from a Mr. Joe Souchere that the weather's just fine. <laughs> Sorry, What's Joe. wrong with it? Sorry. In the metro area here, yeah, just fine. Right. Oh, got fine. No, outstate. Uh, what do you think? I'm nuts? Outstate was Somewhat. bad. Somewhat. Let's take a vote. Who thinks Joe's nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Who's nuts? Deeds. Minneapolis <laughs> reported 32 cancelled. Just... Sure. Okay. 32 canceled flights and 14 delayed flights by 6 a.m. this morning. Uh, Southwest Airlines, as you probably know, is responsible for a large percentage of flight cancellations this holiday. It canceled more than 70% of its flights Monday, uh, more than 60% for this morning, and warned that it would operate just over a third of its usual schedule in the days ahead. They say that will allow crews to get back to where they need to be. Late Monday night, the U.S. Department of Transportation announced they'll investigate the airline's compliance with its customer service plan. The agency says it'll weigh whether Southwest could have prevented any of the cancellations, although the company has blamed winter weather for complications. Uh, on the other hand, drivers should finally be in the clear if they're heading home this week. The Minnesota 511 roadmap showed dry pavement across central Minnesota and light snow covering roads around the edges of the state early this morning. I want to have a tirade. Okay. About this, and but I think it would be misplaced. the uh, The meteorologist started warning us about this storm a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, and nothing came to fruition in the metro. Yep, it it did come to fruition outstate and in other cities, but nothing. But the tirade I'd want to have, but I think it would be based on by being naive is. Okay, you're here. It's Monday. You want to fly to uh, Albuquerque for Christmas. Okay. You can't wait till Christmas Eve day if this weather forecast is going to come true. Every news report that I saw, obviously, we're we're at MSP and we're finding the 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 husband and wife that are trying to get back. Well, what did you expect? Either, this is the busiest travel week of the year. Either go Tuesday. Or call your family and say, you know what, we're not even going to go to the airport and try. The weather forecast up here is uh, pretty much telling us that there'll be nothing but flight delays. Oh, oh. Yes, you in the back. You know what this is? What? It's another extension of I can't can't be inconvenienced in any way in my life. 
Much in the same way. No, but that's where it becomes unfair because a lot of people would say, well, look, I can't get off work. I I can't just leave my work arbitrarily on a Tuesday when I was scheduled to leave my work on a Friday. So there's that. Uh, So it would be unfair to say, uh, what did you expect, people? But if you had the chance to leave other than when you planned to leave, you should have. But is it a case of not enough people paying attention? I don't know. But uh, but for you to take it out on Rookie, it's not his damn fault that an airplane, you know, you know what I mean? I don't think uh, I, I understand that. Uh, it's also it's also a very strong component of man, he, he, human, people, man. people <laughs> losing sight of nature. Correct. Yes. Right. I'm, I, my schedule is going to go on regardless of what the weather is doing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I'm kind of with Chris, though. Everybody feels a little entitled to me, it seems yep. like, yeah. about everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you when there were delays and or people missed a flight and you have to put them on the next flight and they're standby and they don't get on, they start to get a little testy. But one guy last night, he missed. He came f- after the flight was closed, was put so he didn't get on that flight, put on the next flight. He didn't get on. And I was racist because he spoke Spanish. Huh. That's why he didn't get well, on. You, you are the other two people racist. ahead of him did. Yeah. They got on. He didn't. They were white, right? That's why they got on? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> and that's how we, I mean. But there was a video that was circulating where this woman was, I mean, I can't believe the patience that this person behind the desk was showing. And I'm thinking, that poor human being has no concept of reality. Meaning, yeah. she probably didn't watch the weather. She probably had no idea what's going on. But in her world... Her not getting home is the fault of that guy behind the counter. You guys right. were mocking me when I told you that my life's goal, with few exceptions, is to never have to go to the airport. Oh, I do not mock you for that at all. I can't all. take it. I, 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 could, I would not have handled any of that well. No, probably not. Yeah. But Okay, but you're, you just cited your internal uh, instinct would have forced you to make other plans. Absolutely. You would not have let it be... Uh, yeah. Up to the airport. You would have made different plans. But Joe would have also tried to make those plans without weather. I got to get back. Yeah, what time can I? Yeah. Nick Mancini. Bloomington police say formal charges for five people accused of having a role in that fatal shooting at the Mall of America may not be filed until tomorrow morning. According to police, a charging extension has been granted, meaning charges from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office will be due at noon on Wednesday, the 28th. The charges have to be filed against all five suspects by that time. Five people, including three 17-year-olds, have been arrested. They have yet to be identified by police due to their age status as minors. Two others, 18-year-olds. sick of that. Sick of that, by the way. Thank God he wasn't shot by a cop. Right. Two others, 18-year-old Tayshawn Wright and DeAndre DePrado, are also suspected of playing a role in Friday's shooting. Police think either Wright or DePrado pulled the trigger and killed 19-year-old Raymond Hudson of St. Paul at some point during a fight involving nine people in the mall's Nordstrom store on Friday evening. Police say they're still reviewing evidence. No other arrests have been made. Was that the early suspicion, Joe? What? That he was? No, no, no. no oh, okay. No. I, I didn't. In keeping with that thought, my wife said... Why did it get to that level of escalation? You can always you can always sense when there's a, a discrepancy or a, a heated some heated tension. Why wasn't somebody on the horn saying uh, it's about to go down? Somebody's got to get over here, Nordstrom second floor men's section, and have security there or Bloomington police right there. 
Is that the world's largest mall or the country's largest mall? It's probably the country. I believe it's North America's largest enclosed well, mall. Well, it's going to go under because this. Who, who in the hell is going to take a chance to go there if this keeps up? Well, remember when it was Camp Shoot Me, Camp yeah. Snoopy, we were yeah. having people shot. 500 people showed up at a vigil at the Stillwater Lift Bridge to remember 20-year-old George Musser. Musser's body was found late Sunday afternoon after a search by family and friends in Stillwater. He was last seen leaving Brian's Bar and Grill at 2.10 a.m. His family realized about 5 a.m. Saturday he hadn't come home, according to his aunt and godmother, Ann Weber. The family found his wallet near the freight house, a restaurant near Brian's, and where his vehicle was parked. His keys were found in the area near a dumpster. The family contacted police and started organizing a search, family expressing their thanks at the vigil at the hundreds who looked for their son. The Stillwater Police Chief Brian Mueller said there was no indication of foul play. They are conducting an autopsy. Weber said police have found video of George throughout town in the time after he left Brian. She said her nephew had been drinking and was disoriented. Musser's parents live near uh, uh, nearly a mile from Brian's bar, about a 20-minute walk. His body was found about two and a half miles from where he started walking. His aunt said to these young people going out and drinking, use a buddy system, be with people you trust. What's with the discarded keys? By the dumpster, I don't know. I, it, we didn't... There wasn't any sign of foul play from what I heard. Uh, discarded uh, wallet and discarded keys. Well, I it's, just looked into it like he was mugged. But they don't suspect that. Oh. No, I, I looked into it like disoriented to the point of... You know, disoriented to oh. the point where he might have tried to start the dumpster. I'm not trying oh, to be right, funny. He was right, that yeah, inebriated. Right. I, I mean, gotcha. what the hell? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Exactly. Um, you cr- well, the Mall of America is the 11th largest mall in the world at 5.6 million square feet. The ranking area does not include Nickelodeon Universe, uh, the indoor amusement park of the mall, with an area of 300,000 square feet. The largest mall in the world is the Iran Mall, uh, which is... Uh, no way. I see a really bad Levi's store. The Iran Mall? Yeah. What, what no, the hell he's is the Iran crap. Mall? He's full of crap. No, I'm dead serious. Uh, number one is the Iran Mall at 21 million square feet. It, and I always pronounce this incorrectly. Is it Tehran? Tehran? Tehran. Tehran. The second largest mall is the IOI City Mall in Malaysia at 8.9 million square feet. There's no Iran Mall there. Right. South- Welcome to Chili's. <laughs> How many in your party? <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? That Chili's looks just like the one in Bloomington. Exactly. And yeah, uh, Estonia. The South China Mall. I don't want to hear any more about is the this. the third largest. Yeah. Ukraine is seeking ask. a United Nations backed peace summit to end the war We're with Russia. Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba said in an interview with the AP. UN responded with caution, however, saying it could only mediate if all parties agreed. At the same time, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov threatened Ukraine with further military escalation if it refused to recognize Russia's annexation of Ukrainian territory. Did you see where we lost the sausage king? I was just going to say, meanwhile, Russian sausage tycoon Pavel Antov has been found dead at an Indian hotel two days after a friend died during the same trip. Yeah, isn't that odd? They were visiting the eastern state of Odisha, and the millionaire, who was also a local politician, had just celebrated his birthday at the hotel. The reason all of this, Joe, may find it suspicious, Mm -hmm. late late last June, he appeared to react to a Russian missile attack on a residential uh, area in Kiev uh, by saying it's extremely difficult to call all this anything but terror. That's right. And he fell out the window again, that Abe Froman, the sausage uh king of Russia. Hmm. 
Well, that seems to be we a problem over there. Your war of terror. Huh? That seems to be a problem. Guys is falling that out of windows. There's a lot of guys that are suffering defenestration. Mm, yes. Defenestration. I love that word. Yeah. Uh, back to you the know, weather. You know what it means? Getting thrown out a window. Yeah, thrown yeah, out a window, yeah. It comes from fenetra. Ah, you told me this. Oh, French. Yeah. What's fenetra mean? Yep, it means window. Oh. I believe that also happened in the... Uh, Dearborn hijacking story where a guy was thrown through a window. He got arrested for doing that. That's right. What's with you guys? Back to weather for just a moment. Buffalo bracing for fresh snow today. Still counting fatalities and striving to recover from the deadliest storm in western New York in at least two generations. A Buffalo's death toll right now sits at 27 with at least seven other suburban fatalities. Wow. That surpasses the historic blizzard of 1977 blamed for killing about 29 people. Weather Service predicted that as much as two more inches of snow could fall today. That goes with four feet Oof. of snow. So 77 was how many years ago? 45? 45. 45. So yeah. 45 years ago probably was prior to the climate change talk. Yes. Uh, yes. Because climate change talk has certainly entered this storm mm-hmm. that I've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about the I, bills they had to spend Christmas at the airport hotel because they couldn't get back? Did oh you guys God. see that? No, I did not no, see yeah. that. Uh, in Buffalo, the dead were found in cars, homes, and snowbanks. Some died while Oof. shoveling snow. And unfortunately, others died because emergency crews couldn't respond to medical crises because of all the snow in the area. Well, and that's why MnDOT was basically begging people here, don't go anywhere. Because if you get stranded, you're on your own. Right. You know, a lot of those tweets that were circulating over the weekend just basically saying, stay home. Don't don't be out on the yep. roads. I'm hearing simply red right now. Hmm. Simply red, nice. On my well, own. on my own. That's Didn't not they sing that? Red. No, no, that was Michael McDonald and Patti LaBelle. Whoops. On my own. Never mind. Speaking of soul music, <laughs> my next story, Rook, you gave me a perfect segue there. Yeah. A huge death in the music world. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Since we last met, a huge death in the music world. We lost one of the architects of the Philly Sound, producer, songwriter, and arranger Tom Bell, dying at the age of seventy-nine. Bell was known for innovating the signature R&B sound used by groups like the Spinners, the Delphonics, and the Stylistics. He was born in 1943 in Philly. He was a member of the songwriting trio The Mighty Three, which consisted of himself along Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. Uh, how about this? This is a list of songs he co-wrote and produced. This is just a few. Tell me La it's La one of my favorite Philly sound ones. Go. La La Means I Love You by the Delphonics. Okay. Uh, Brand New Me by Dusty Springfield. Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time by the Delphonics. You Are Everything by the Stylistics. One of my favorites, People Make the World Go Round by the Stylistics. Betcha by Golly Wow by the Stylistics. Stone in Love with You, the Stylistics. Another one of my favorites, I'll Be Around by the Spinners. Could It Be I'm Falling in Love by the Spinners. One of a Kind Love Affair by the Spinners. Ghetto Child by the Spinners. Rock and Roll Baby by the Stylistics. You Make Me Feel Brand New by the Stylistics. Mighty Love by the Spinners. Rubber Band Man by the Spinners. I mean, the list goes on. How about, what about, did he do... Am I black enough for Who you? did Street Lights? Oh, Journey. No. Crusaders. Yeah, Crusaders. Yeah. Crusaders with, uh, I don't remember the female singer. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, he was involved in some of the finest music made in the 1970s. Why'd so. he die? He was 79, Joe. Well, so what? I, That's well, pretty much it now these days. <laughs> 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 Pat, and then wow, you. I was, mean, what are we going to do here? That was, that was What's going to Cancer? That didn't work out well the way we said. I, I did not see a cause of death in any of the stories. Did you? No. Did you? Well, 79, no. he apparently just died of old age. Yeah. I don't think that's right not out that of old. Gas. 
<laughs> Hell, Keith Richards is 79. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? Yeah, he looks like he's about 69. He quit drinking and everything. So. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah. No, Do they yeah, still hate each other, Aerosmith? Smith? Don't they all hate each other? Aerosmith? What's Aerosmith have to do with really? Keith Richards? Come up with oh, boy. Hey, held. Oh, I got it. I, I'll, uh, oh, my God. Hey, how are you? I was looking Mega at the list millions. of malls. The list of malls here. Mega Millions tonight. Uh, 565 million. Who's in? Got mine on already. already. I, 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 don't, I, I don't, don't need gas. One ticket. And I'm telling you right now, I'm pulling a Reno 911 when I win. Oh, yeah. You come in here, oh, yeah. You come in here and you can. I'm going to wait till we're on the town council and it's going to happen. You know, we're, <laughs> we're negotiating for me five days a week. It'll be this. Yeah. <laughs> in Reno 911, I did love what her request was oh, when she God. walked in. Oh, God. That was funny. Uh, you're the second person uh, yes, that's yes. made that request. That's required that or indicated that. Uh, that will be uh, $293 million, by the way, if you take the cash option. Wow. So, wow. Uh, yeah, somebody's got to win. Yeah. Maybe I'd say that's $150 million. Yeah. Wow. What a renowned, do? A renowned New York City Catholic priest was revealed to have had a secret son who he raised while amassing a $7 million fortune. He is the Reverend Louis Giganti, well-known for both his civic work and for being the brother of mob boss Vincent the Chin Giganti. Yeah, the chin. chin. The priest led a double life where he took a vow of celibacy, but returned home each night to live with the son that he fathered in 1990. Giganti lived with his son, Louis Gino, and then the boy's mother in the leafy New York area of Westchester and commuted an hour to the city where he was a priest at the St. Athanasius Roman Catholic Church in the Bronx. So wait, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just for clarity, did he have the son and then became a priest? No, he was already a priest when he had oh, the son. Oh, whoa, just yeah. like the old, a couple of the old popes, huh? In addition to his work in the priesthood, he ran a development company that built affordable housing and helped him make lots of money. He left that fortune to his son, Luigiano, after his death last month. Uh, his son had opened an internet cafe and coffee shop back in 2017. His son told the New York Times his parentage was an open secret in the church and the community, but that his father was never booted from the priesthood because of his larger-than-life personality. It was holiday behind bars for a man who allegedly hit his girlfriend in the head with an angel figurine oh, during boy. Christmas no, morning. Oh, you can't. Those things aren't that strong. Right. Well, that's uh, funny you should mention, uh, mention that, Joe. Uh, it was Frankie Caldwell, 55 years old. He hit the victim around 7 a.m. with what's being called a fragile Christmas ornament, yeah. causing it to shatter into pieces. Oh, the 53-year-old woman is described in court filings as Caldwell's on-again, off-again girlfriend of nine years. Huh. When, pol- when police got to their Clearwater apartment, the victim described pieces of the figurine falling down the back of her dress. Lucky she did not suffer serious injuries. I can describe all of them. Caldwell denied attacking the victim, claiming instead that she hit him with the angel figurine. But cops noted that Caldwell, who was bald, showed no injuries on his head. Well, the scene was consistent with the victim's account. Uh, Caldwell was arrested on a pair of battery counts and booked into the county jail. He remains locked up on $7,500. When you're They're entering on a, the off again part. Well, huh? that's what I was just going to say. When you're at nine years, don't you need to make a decision? Yeah, by you then? got a fish or cut bait, huh? Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. we're on again. Nope, now we're off yeah, again. We're off on happening. this time. We're okay. off Here, this take time. this gotcha. angel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want it, huh? You don't want it, okay. <laughs> 
Update to a story we had a while back. Uh, uh, our neighbors uh, over in North Dakota, my home state, a woman who brought a wild raccoon into a bar earlier this year oh boy. has been uh, put on a year of probation. I remember this story. Yep. Aaron Christensen of Maddock, North Dakota, pleaded guilty to misdemeanor charges of providing false info to law enforcement, tampering with evidence, and unlawful possession of a live fur bear, according to the Bismarck Tribune. Northeast District Judge Donovan Fauti gave her a suspended six-month jail sentence at a year on probation, and she had to pay $1,100 in fines and fees. According to court documents, Christensen said her family found the raccoon, named, of course, Rocky, on the side of a road, was nursing it back to health when she brought it into the bar September 6th. A bartender said Rocky didn't get loose, nor did he bite anyone, but state health officials still issued a warning about potential rabies. She's somebody's kind of woman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Christmas story reminded me over the weekend, a loyal listener, Dan Winnesota, retweeted your 1976 column, Tis the day before Christmas. I saw that, and I read it, and I swear to God, I don't remember writing really? it. Really? Because, yeah. man, was it good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll post it to the GarageLogic website. That it's really was good. written about three months after I became a columnist. So that was a very early column of mine. And you read it, and you went, damn, I was good. Yeah. And the day before, he was telling everybody, I got to write for tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> let's yeah, go. Come on. Let me do, do a piece here tomorrow. tomorrow. I got to come on. Let's go. <laughs> I, uh, I use this story only because of the police description. A suspect reportedly tossed several drugs out of his car window during a high-speed chase. Uh-oh. In, investigators following him said it looked, quote, like a snowstorm. According to police, officers tried pulling over 60-year-old Tim Hughes of Downey at about 11 p.m. near Westminster and Beach Boulevards. That's when Hughes refused to pull over and a chase ensued. One of the officers involved in the pursuit put in his report saying it looked like a snowstorm as he began throwing the drugs from his vehicle. More than six ounces of methamphetamine, seven ounces of fentanyl were seized. Officers also found 300 fentanyl pills, an ounce of heroin, and about six grand in cash in Hughes' vehicle. Hughes was arrested as facing several charges, including possession of narcotics for sales, felony evading, and destruction of evidence. No injuries reported in that chase. Let me look something up here. Okay. Yes, uh, Where is the NFL schedule? Right here. Okay, where is Buffalo this week? I believe they're home against the... Uh, so they're playing somebody good this week. Monday night, I think. Oh, is it a Monday night? or No, it's I'm... Buffalo at Cincinnati Ooh. Monday. Okay. Okay, Monday. that presumably would get played. Uh, yeah. But how will Buffalo... I'm hearing the Buffalo airport might not be open till Friday. Ooh. Maybe they'll just bus it from Chicago. <laughs> Where are right. they? Well, they were in Chicago. I don't know if they made it out they're... of there or not. Oh, they were. Oh, because I, I said that they had spent Christmas Day at the O'Hare Hotel or whatever is right next to the airport. The Sabers are canceling games; they can't get a game in. That would make. What if they had to do a? Well, I guess it's in Cincinnati, so they'd be fine. Yeah, I don't know, Joe. Don't know what to tell you. John, Stay thank lighter. you. Okay. Stay That's fantastic. Happy New Year! Here we go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> You cannot stop him. He'll just make yeah, a Yeah, funkify. Joe Suchere. Funkify me. You've got to funkify. <laughs> New York Republican representative-elect George Santos. Oh, this yeah. is so great. 
admitted Monday to lying during his campaign about his work experience and education. Santos, who will represent a portion of Long Island, made the confession during an interview with the New York Post, though he insisted that lies would not stop him from serving his full (laughs) two-year term as a congressman. I am not a criminal, he told the Post. This controversy will not deter me from having good legislative success. I will be effective. I will be good. Why Why does this idiot even get to be in office? Why not? He was elected by the people. He feels the power. He wrote in his campaign biography that his grandparents were born in Ukraine and escaped the Holocaust by fleeing to Belgium. Hold on. Uh, we don't know that. Before, this is the best part. Best part right before here. fleeing again to Brazil, yeah. leading some to question whether he was in fact Jewish. And last week, the New York Times reported that claims made by Santos about being employed in the financial industry and working for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup could not be verified. While speaking with the Post Monday, Santos confessed that he never worked for uh, directly for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, suggesting that he probably could have used a better choice of words. Instead, Santos said he worked for Link Bridge, which did business with both Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Before Rookie leaves, the best line, John Heyman, baseball writer, says, I think he was technically Jew-ish. Yeah. As in, <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> Well, then, Chris, Chris, what? this, you know why this is funny? What? That's exactly what he says. That's oh my God. I did not. Okay. I didn't know That's that. That's why I when I said, when Joe brought oh. that up, I said, this is the best part. Go ahead, Joe. I'm so, sorry. Uh, Santos said he never graduated from college, <laughs> despite saying he received a degree from yes. Baruch, whatever that is. I didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. I'm embarrassed and sorry for having embellished my resume. I owe up to that. We do stupid things in life. Santos said he is Catholic. <laughs> Although, though his grandmother told him stories about being Jewish and converting to Catholicism, he claimed ah. he's gay. He's accused of, he was accused of not being gay because he was married to a woman until 2020. Huh. Santos addressed those claims with the Post Monday, saying he was married to a woman for five years, but is now married to a gay man. He also confessed to being a deadbeat tenant in Sunnyside, Queens, (laughs) adding his mother's illness put the family into deep medical debt. Okay, what? And the Republican Party, which continues to be as failed as the failed academy, they uh, they're just going to sit back and let this idiot. Be a congressman. But what power do they have? I don't know. Ridicule them, fire them, do, do some damn thing, invent the, uh, something. Jewish. The, the, the quote that uh, he, he said, and this is a quote, I never claimed to be Jewish. I am Catholic because I learned Ever my maternal family. Jew, not too shabby. <laughs> because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background. I said I was Jewish. Jewish. Ish, ish. You know, Jewish, you know, Jewish. Not Jewish. But you watch. Jewish. This is this guy's gonna be a lifer. All he had to do was oh, get in, God. and he's in, and they're gonna keep reelecting him. I, I'll, I'll promise you that. Look what he did. He just he checked all the boxes. Okay, I gotta change this about me. Now I can check that box, and just change this about me. Now I gotta check. That's all he did, Joe, and he got in. He's in the club. It's a great system we got there. 
Only because. <laughs> Aren't you happy you came in this week? <laughs> well, that Hamlin thing blew my mind. Oh. Uh, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. It was on this day. December 27. In 1846 that David M. Clough was born in Lyme, New Hampshire. He settled in Isani County and served as governor of Minnesota from 1895 to 1899. During his tenure, the state raised four Army regiments for service in the Spanish-American War and began construction of the new Minnesota State Capitol. Cloud died in 1924. Uh, in 1858, on this day, Charles Reinhardt, accused of murdering carpenter John Bodell, was lynched in Lexington. His case had not yet been brought to trial. On this day in 1906, December 27th, Monoman County was formed. Monoman is an Anishinaabe Ojibwe word for wild rice. Many Anishinaabe peoples including the Ojibwe, have a historical and spiritual relationship with rice, mm. with the plant. Got it. On this day in 1957, 1227, Orville, uh, Governor Orville L. Freeman announced that Minnesota will crack down on drinking drivers, urging sheriffs in the state to resist local pressures to reduce drunk driving charges to charges of careless driving. What? So in 1957... <laughs> The 29-year-old that got pulled off the plane by rookie <laughs> could have driven and would have been charged with careless driving. Careless. Yeah. Yeah, careless driving ticket. When did it change? Because I've heard great stories. Well, they're not great. They're ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I've heard stories about what people used to get away with, and it's amazing. But when did the crackdown occur? In the 70s? I don't know. I mean, somebody woke up to the fact that it's not funny, and... Uh, there was one famous businessman in St. Paul who drove off the high bridge and landed on a gravel pile. Just didn't get hurt or anything. And lived? And he's still trying to drive the thing. He's on a gravel pile. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. How long ago was that? I heard of another guy who was taking the babysitter home uh -oh. and drove out onto the ice looking for her address on the, on the ice houses, the fish houses. And she said... Uh, uh, we have to go back to land. I, I live at such and such, and he was take. He turned mm. around on the ice. And, I know of a guy that tried to drive Vogel home and asked, "Which house is yours?" Yeah, it's the what? I don't know. Yeah, wasn't that you? The, uh, no. Oh, that was Roycey. It was not me. Dang it. Nineteen eleven is when they first had the law, Joe. But it doesn't look like they took it real seriously until maybe sixty one. Civil sanctions. Oh, I would say. It, I, oh, I would say it, uh, you could get into the seventies before you were faced with the devastation that you're faced with today. Point one oh in nineteen seventy one became the the level. Is that less than zero eight or more? No, it's, it's more. More. One point one zero. Oh. And now it's point zero eight. Point yes. zero eight, correct? Which is yes. almost one. Just shy. So yes. if you're if you're two. You're are you pretty much out of it if you're a two. I would guess that. Yeah, you're... I did the uh, test once. Uh, the highway patrol and the city hall got together, and a bunch of us took the test okay. and drank. And I was like Johnny Fever. 
I didn't get worse. Oh, I forgot about that episode. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Remember he get better on the air as he yeah. kept? His re- yeah. reflexes got better. He's got better. <laughs> oh, he said, well, show. it used to be a hobby of mine. <laughs> it used to be a hobby. Well, thank you, GLers, and we'll see you tomorrow and Thursday on this last week of 2022. A lot of GLers thankful we decided to come in this I week. am. Yes. GLers, do us a favor. You still have time to give the gift of Garage Logic, just like young Gabriel Mikulski did. You can give the gift of the Garage Logic Town Council. Hey, as Joe wants to remind us, don't forget to sign up for the Garage Logic 1000th podcast. That will be. No, it's the celebration of the 1000th podcast. That's what I meant. There's a distinction. At the Hopkins Center for the Arts with pre and post at our friends at 30 Bales. It's going to be spectacular. More details at the website garagelogic.com. And the Garage Logic YouTube channel is there for you to subscribe because we are posting daily content for your amusement. Hey, we'll catch you tomorrow. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.